Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we are going to start a brand new series today. And originally, I was going to call this series, and I told everybody a couple weeks ago, I was going to call it Get Dressed, based on Ephesians 6, 12 through 18. But uh, after spending some time getting prepared, I decided uh, and felt led to call it Take Your Stand. And um, so we're going to be going over that um, in, the, in this series over the next weeks. And uh, it's sort of a sub-teaching still under the Ministry of Encouragement, because I think this goes right along with it. And if, if you remember, at the end of the series, I introduced to you something called the Encourager's Plan, and that the Encourager's Plan in, included the verses we started with, uh, Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, and that those verses get us focused in the ministry. And then we're to be thankful for five things. That helps us get in the right uh, you know, mindset from being focused. And then this idea of taking our stand or, or getting dressed is going to incorporate he, Ephesians 6, 12 through 18 that prepares us for ministry, really. And then we're to go out and encourage two people once we're prepared, ready to take a stand, and then to connect whenever you can in fellowship and on the website and all sorts of other things. This is all part of the plan to keep us moving in the right direction. Um, one of the verses that we learned in Hebrews 10:19 through 25 was to consider how to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And I, I told you that verse impacted me when I read it, and it still is impacting me, and I'm spending a lot of time trying to figure out and consider how to do just that, how to spur all of us on toward love and good deeds, to, to really make a difference with what we're doing. And uh, I think that this series will help us to continue to to narrow in and get focused. And so uh, today will be an introduction, and then we're going to go over the next weeks, and we're going to talk about some things that we're going to take a stand against, and I'm going to outline those for you today. But let's let's start with just these first couple of verses in Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. And it says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Finally then, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power and put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And that's what this series is all about. We need to take a stand against the schemes of the evil one. Now, I want to get back to something that we touched on in the last series and that I, I fully believe that one of the biggest schemes that the evil one has going right now, and it's going to be your first point, is something that by the end of the last series I labeled this anti-encouragement. Um, because not only, as we discussed in the, in the last series, are we living in a grumpy and discouraged world, we're actually in a place that I would call anti-encouragement. And by that I mean people won't even hear good news anymore. And, and they're, they're so conditioned not to hear good news that it's, it just doesn't pop up. And that this is a big problem. Because we have good news to share with people, but if people don't know that there's good news, they sort of begin to turn it out altogether. And so we're, we're actually up against anti-encouragement. And that we, we have to take a stand... To make a difference. Now, here's, here's what I mean. Here's another example, I think, that, that uh, and, and we'll see if you think like me with this example. 
Um, this was a news story that was not a headline. I didn't hear it anywhere. I don't watch all the news all the time, but I didn't hear it anywhere. I didn't, it wasn't one of the big things that made a big headline on the Internet. It was one of those little tiny sub-stories that caught my attention. And it was about a microbe. And, and it's a new microbe that they've just discovered. And it eats oil. And they discovered this new oil-eating microbe in the Gulf oil spill. Now, and this is directly from the article. Uh, the new microbe was found to be breaking down oil about twice as fast as anyone could have expected. Researchers discovered the new oil-eating microbe while studying the underwater dispersion of millions of gallons which escaped after the explosion of the Deepwater Horizon drilling rig in April. This microbe thrives in cold water in the deep sea where temperatures are around 41 degrees and scientists said it may have adapted over time through a process of natural selection due to periodic leaks and natural seeps of oil in the Gulf. When the bacteria were found to have acted on oil, they consumed half of it in 1.2 days, consuming most of it in three days. Around 95% of these microbes that they find in the oil plumes are of the new type. The guy that was there said, What we know about the degradation rates fits what we're seeing in the last three weeks. We've gone out to the sites and we don't find any oil, but we do find the bacteria. The team also finds that the new microbe acts without significantly depleting oxygen in the water. There was old microbes, and they were worried about them because when they eat the oil, they steal all the oxygen out of the water. These new ones don't impact the oxygen at all. Uh, no dead zones, no destruction to the ecosystems, and no decrease in oxygen. Now, this was a tiny little story. But let me ask you a question. Does anybody get the impact of that story? Do you know what happened? Do you, do you get a clue of what happened? You see, I said we always got to keep God in the equation. Do you know how quickly we don't put God in the equation? You think it's a coincidence that a brand new microbe shows up at a time of a disaster like this that eats oil faster than they've ever seen. They can't almost get to the site before the microbe eats up the oil, doesn't deplete the oxygen, and takes after the, the situation. It, it goes and eats oil. Wipes out spills in 1.2 days. Eats it all up. And, and the, the thing is that the scientists, and here's why people, I think, dismiss it, call it some sort of natural selection. It's a supernatural thing. But it didn't, it didn't do you get that it didn't make the, it wasn't an issue. It wasn't, it, that's good news. That's amazing news. God is actively involved in situations. God shows up and does like a miracle. Oil-eating microbes they've never seen before magically appear on the scene. What a coincidence, the scientists say. Natural selection. We'd never seen them before. Good thing they showed up now. Does, does anybody get that? Do you see how, how amazing that is? And, and, and yeah, on the news all week, you know all they talked about? Double-dip recession. Double-dip recession. Double-dip recession. It's a double-dip recession. Why? Because that makes people afraid. You know what happens when they're afraid? They won't turn off the TV. And it says, oh, double-dip recession, double-dip recession. Hang on for a minute. We've got some commercials. We'll come back, and we'll bring 57 people in to talk about how it's going to impact you. 
and to be okay. And they listen to commercials and they get more afraid. But here's, there's this other anti-encouragement. There's this other little story I found. Same thing like the oil plume. Here's a little story shows up, doesn't make headlines, doesn't do anything. It's about some pictures that are released from the Library of Congress. And these pictures date back to the time of the Great Depression. And these pictures shatter some of the myths about life during the Great Depression. Now, don't get me wrong. I know, I mean, from what I've read, it was a very hard time. I didn't live in the Great Depression, so it was over. But anything I've ever heard about or read about the Great Depression had these very gray pictures in it of people completely out of sorts and everything was bad, 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 be very afraid, never want to have that happen again. But the Library of Congress releases 1,600 p- pictures that has a, shows a completely different face of what was going on. And, and it said in these pictures that... Uh, the Depression era world uh, didn't necessarily mean destitution. Rather, it meant wearing a coat that's growing shabby with age or reading the latest headlines off a newspaper publisher's window in order to save the price of a paper. Or for children photographed outside a tenement, it may mean living in a rundown home but finding a new set of clothes under the Christmas tree. These photos depict satisfied homesteaders and freshly scrubbed children performing in school pageants. For recreation, there's square dances and state fairs with attractions that look startlingly familiar. In short, it is a world that is more frugal than today's America, but not necessarily less joyful. Well, what does that mean? Well, even if the very worst fears that we, they try and put on us come to pass, it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. It never is. So what do we get so afraid of? But it's this whole thing of not being able to be encouraged. And people turn it right off. I, I took this, this, this oil microbe thing, just, just totally blew me away when I read it. And, and so I don't know how everybody reacts, and, I, and if I react different, I'm sorry. But, but I was just so overwhelmed with God that I went out, and I was, nobody was at the house. I went into my living room, and I just I started to worship a little bit. And uh, I don't know if you ever do that, but, but sometimes I do. And, and I just started singing, you know, How great is our God, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. And, and, and I was worshiping, and I, I, I was just, and I, I really I felt led to say to the Lord, Lord, I don't think enough people say this, but thank you for sending an oil-eating microbe into a very bad situation. That eats up huge amounts in a day and a half. So that the sites can't always get there before the bacteria has done its job. And I said, thank you. And, and here's what I felt impressed back. Here's, here's what I felt the Lord impressed back to me. Is, is this. The oil microbes are nothing compared to what I did at the cross. And see, that's the ultimate good news. But if we're in a world that can't hear good news, they won't hear that news. And, and they'll just tune into negative news, bad news, nothing good, nothing good anywhere. And so this is the problem we face. This is one of the schemes that the enemy has come up with that has had significant impact on the world around us. And so, so I, I really felt like what we need to do is it's time for us to, to take a stand. And, and, and so what does that mean? What does it mean to take a stand? And, and we're into point number two. So I think sometimes people think that it's like a militant thing, and that's not what I'm talking about, although we're about to get dressed for 
spiritual battle, but, but people try and, and take that into a physical way that's not good. Taking a stand at some levels means um, a declaration or, or forming a resolution or, or choosing a side. But more importantly, what it means to take a stand in the kingdom of God is that it means that it's a way of life, of being and doing, that allows a person to impact the world. That's what it means to take your stand. That's what in the kingdom of God it means to take your stand. That it's a way of life in the kingdom of God, of being and doing, that allows you as a person to impact the world for God. <clears throat> and, and that's what God wants us to do. And we're going to be using in this series these verses from Ephesians 6:12 through 18 as the foundation. And I want you to memorize them. <gasps> I haven't learned the other ones yet, you say. It's okay. You got time. But we made cards. They're on that back table. If you picked one up, great. If not, get one on your way out. Ephesians 6:12 through 18. They're highlighted different. Carry the cards around. How are we going to memorize it? One verse a week, just like we do with the other one. It's not hard. If you didn't do the other one, okay, you can step up and do this one. It's time to take a stand. Make a difference. Using your minds to memorize verses. And these are powerful, powerful verses. And these verses prepare us. We get focused with Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. We think about what we're thankful for uh, to the Lord. And we get those five things and we make that a habit of life. See, it's got to become a habit of your life. That's why the website's up there or anything. I want it to make it, you need, it needs to be a habit. Something you do every day. First thing, every day. Thankful for five things once you're focused. And then these verses prepare you for everything you might face as you go out to encourage two people. Because the evil one's not going to like it. I've mentioned that. There'll be a little pushback. But we don't need to be afraid. We just need to be prepared. And so, so we need to understand these verses. Let me, let me read them to you. Ephesians 6, 12 through 18. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So it points out our enemy. That's him. Therefore... Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. The, the, the grammar in the translation isn't very good. I think I just read it grammatically correct. So if you're wondering why I didn't stop and pause with the commas, sounds better the way I just read it. Having, everything, having done everything to stand, stand firm then. Period with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. For all the saints. I feel like in these verses, we'll be prepared to go and, and actively take on and take a stand against the schemes of the evil one. 
And, and we're going to do that with the two spiritual weapons we've been given that are powerful already. Being thankful and encouraging two people. Tremendously powerful spiritual weapons. How do I know? Just from the feedback I get from the people that are doing it. I, I can tell you that I get it from my own life, but I'm getting lots of feedback now. As people get into it, they're seeing what happens in their own lives and in the lives of other people. It makes a difference. Being thankful makes a difference. Encouraging people makes a significant difference in people's lives. And so what we're going to do is we're going to break up this series this way. The first thing we're going to talk about is standing up to evil. Standing up to evil. And we'll look at Ephesians 6, 12, and 13 as we talk about that. Our struggle isn't against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything to stand, to stand. Okay. We'll start there. And we'll talk about what it looks like to stand up to evil. And, and if that... Sounds fearful, don't let it be. Because really you're already doing it in being thankful and encouraging others. We're, we're standing up already. Those of you doing it, you're just saying, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to let this go unchallenged. I'm not just going to continue to stand by and buy into the anti-encouragement that's all around me. Because there's good news out there and people need to hear it. And, and, and we just have to stay persistent in order to make a difference. With our five thankful things in our Two encouragements, just like our fishes and our loaves, bringing it to God in faith and letting Him multiply it wherever it needs to go. We're going to talk in the following week about standing alongside the broken. Standing alongside the broken. Ephesians 6.14 Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. The church needs to come alongside the broken. We can't just act as a judge that says we don't want you here. We need to stand alongside them so that they can hear the truth and the good news and know the love of God. And so we'll, we'll talk about what that looks like. Because that's righteousness. Righteousness is, is best pictured as, as God's love in action and, and not some, you know, acting like we're better than everybody else. And so uh, we have to stand alongside the broken and they're everywhere. They're, it's all of us and then it's all over the place. And, and we need to stand alongside them. Uh, we need to stand against fear. That'll be the third thing that we look at. Ephesians six fifteen to 16. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. All the flaming arrows of the evil one. Extinguished in faith. We don't need to be afraid. And so we'll stand against fear. Then, we're going to talk about standing with Jesus. Standing with Jesus. Ephesians 6 and 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In this ministry, we're standing with Jesus in the process. He's with us in the midst of it. And finally, E, standing in love. Ephesians six eighteen: Pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, and with this in mind, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the saints. This is the heart of, of love in action. A heart that's moved in prayer for the people that we're in contact with. And so these are the things we're going to talk about in the weeks ahead. And these are the things that we need to take a stand uh, for. 
We'll, we'll stand up to evil. We stand alongside the broken. We stand against fear. We stand with Jesus. We stand in love. And the question that I think we start with is, will you take your stand? Will you say yes to the Lord? Will you grab a hold of this simple process that He's laid before us and given us His ministry? Will you take it on? Will you, will you decide that, that you'll pick up this encourager's plan and incorporate it into your life? That, that you'll, you'll start your day by getting focused? Use those verses we gave you. They'll, they'll help you remember what it's all about. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is His body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for He who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and Good deeds, and let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Those verses are so powerful and such an amazing way to get focused on who He is and what He's done and what He wants from us and how we're to help one another. And, and from that point, think of five things that you're thankful for. Five things. You, you, can, you can either focus on what you're thankful for, or you can focus on what you don't have, one of them will make you better, and one will make you bitter. Do you want to be better or bitter? Your choice. Focus on what you don't have, or what you think you ought to have, or what's not going right, you'll become a bitter person. Focus on what you're thankful for, you'll become a better person. You get to make the choice. But be thankful for five things, at least five things. Every day. We're going to take a stand. We're going to learn those verses in Ephesians 6 so we're prepared to go and do what we need to do. And that, that the more we're prepared, the more opportunities God's going to give us to encourage people. To let them know there's good news. So that, so that news stories hang around for longer than 10 seconds. I read that story about the oil microbes and then it took me a day to find it again. It was gone that quick from where I found it the first time. Just gone. Boop. Oh, we can't have that up there. That's good news. How did that get on there? <laughs> Who was the editor in charge, please? That was a mistake. We, 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 we have to take a stand. And then encourage two people. That, that's simple. Encourage two people. Use, use these wristbands. They really work. They will help you. I, I, I wouldn't keep pushing them if I knew they didn't. They help me. I know they help, they help everybody else that, that I've talked about. You start out on the left wrist. And, and you keep looking at it and you go, oh man, it's, it's getting to be 6 o'clock at night and I still got it on my left wrist. I need to go find somebody to encourage. Good. Go do it. Make it happen. Encourage someone. Face to face. On the phone. Text. Email. I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Get it done. It'll make a difference. And then connect. Talk about it. We need to be talking about it here. Opportunities that God gives us. Get on the website. That's, that's the reason we built it. So that you could connect and let people know that that's what's happening. And so that's what this series is about, and I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I feel like God's going to do some significant things as He continues to build us up in this ministry of encouragement, and and that that His heart for us is to take a stand, and and ultimately let people know, not only is He the God of the oil-eating microbe, 
He's the God who made a way for us at the cross Himself. And, and that's the best news there'll ever be. And He wants us to tell people. And so He's preparing us along the way. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, if you're watching my video, thank you. And uh, if you're up in Williston, God bless you guys. If you need anything, let us know. We'll pray for you. Call us. Email us. We'll see what we can do. But let's go ahead and pray tonight, and then we'll dismiss. Father.